Welcome to Field Notes by Ag Choice, a podcast series covering timely, relevant topics for Pennsylvania's agricultural and rural communities. Each episode will include an interview of an Ag Choice expert or one of our industry partners discussing information you need to know. My name is Rachel Savison, and this week I'm joined by a couple of members of Pennsylvania's dairy royalty team. For nearly 65 years, dairy princesses across the state of Pennsylvania have been sharing the good news about the dairy industry and nutritious benefits of dairy products. Each year, the program includes 25 to 30 county dairy princesses, along with over 200 male and female junior representatives at a grassroots level. Personally, I proudly wore the Dairy Princess Tiara and Sash many years ago and credit the program for honing my communication skills, building connections, and fortifying my love for the dairy industry. Today, I'm joined by two members of this year's Pennsylvania Dairy Royalty Team, Gabrielle Swavely, Pennsylvania State Dairy Princess, and Katerina Kaufman, Pennsylvania Alternate Dairy Princess. We'll learn more about Gabrielle and Katerina and their roles as dairy princess this past year and their perspectives on the future of agriculture. Gabrielle and Katerina, thanks for joining me. Yes, thank you for having us. Yes, thank you for having us. So, Gabrielle and Katerina, could you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, including where you're from, what's your background in the dairy industry, and anything else you'd like to share? So, Gabrielle, we'll have you go first. Awesome. Thank you, Rachel. As Rachel said, I'm Gabrielle Swavely, and I'm the Pennsylvania Dairy Princess. I am currently living at home with my family, and we are all from Center County here. So I currently go to school full-time at the Penn State University, and I also work on the Drybobus Dairy Farm milking cows and feeding calves, of course, whenever I'm not at a dairy promotion. So my passion for the dairy industry stems from my mom, who grew up on her family dairy farm, which is located in Reversburg, Pennsylvania. After a while, she did eventually move off the farm to start her own family, but we were always very close to her side of the family. And some of my earliest childhood memories were being on the farm and helping out as much as a little eight-year-old could help out on a farm. And whenever my great-grandparents passed away, my connection to the industry was physically disrupted. But from an early age, my great-grandparents just instilled such a love of farming in me that it always inspired me to get back to my roots and reconnect myself to my past by helping my friends who live on farms get their heifers and cows ready during the fair season and eventually taking that leap and getting a job on a dairy farm myself. And I've never looked back. Thanks for sharing, Gabrielle and Katerina. So my name is Katerina Kaufman, and I'm the Pennsylvania alternate dairy princess. I'm from Huntington County where I grew up on my grandparents' dairy farm, Tongo Farms. My family milked 150 Holsteins, Jerseys, and Brown Swiss cattle twice a day, where we love our cows unconditionally. My family farms 600 acres of corn, alfalfa, and a variety of small grains to feed our herd. I'm employed on the farm where I help with milking procedures, pre- and post-washing procedures, feeding calves, vaccinations, and really any other odd jobs that need completed. I'm a recent graduate of Juniata Valley High School, and in the fall I'll be attending the Pennsylvania State University to major in animal science. I want to remind consumers that my family and Pennsylvania's additional 5,730 dairy farms take a genuine interest in caring for our cows 
land, and community. And it's a pleasure to share my story with you today. So the next question we have is related to the pandemic and how it has certainly impacted all aspects of our lives and we've had to adapt and adjust in many ways. So Katerina, could you share with our listeners about how dairy princesses and junior promoters have carried out their roles this past year promoting dairy in the pandemic? Yes. So in the midst of all the uncertainty this year is thrown our way, dairy princesses and junior promoters have looked for new ways to share our dairy message in safe and creative ways. Since many events were moved virtual, I found programs like Zoom and Kahoot fun ways to connect with young kids and adult audiences. For example, I zoomed into one classroom and made an in-home science experiment with snow ice cream. During this lesson plan, I educated students about the nutritional benefits of milk, but also the accessibility of including three servings of real dairy into the diet. Social media has also proven to be an excellent resource for sharing our message. Personally, I feel that social media has allowed us to share our dairy message to a larger and diversified audience. On my county promotion team, I know that we have over 13 countries that um, see our messages. So as a dairy producer and advocate, I feel by utilizing social media more, we were able to share our messages further than just the grassroots level and instead connect with consumers from across the world. Additional creative promotions dairy princesses and ambassadors utilize, including include delivering pizzas to frontline workers, making dairy care packages and promotional items for retirement homes. Princesses, however, also have the opportunity to attend a decent amount of in-person events while following strict CDC guidelines. Dairy princesses and ambassadors can be found giving milk toasts at local community meetings, reading stories in libraries, talking to consumers in the grocery store case, or riding in parades from time to time. While this year has proven hard for many, I'm grateful many ambassadors were able to have a few COVID-modified in-person promotions. Some events changed by implementing time zones for rotations or a maximum capacity for some events. Dairy promotion had to adapt with masks, social distancing, and communicate with the event coordinators to make sure they could safely participate following the CDC's directives. All in all, our program and young people who represent this industry were willing to think outside of the box and connect with consumers in a safe and effective manner. Wonderful. Thanks so much for sharing, Katarina. Really interesting to hear about how you've adapted, um, but really taken advantage of some different opportunities this past year. So thank you. Uh, next question here uh, is for Gabrielle. So, Gabrielle, uh, serving as part of the state royalty team certainly is a big honor. So, congratulations to both of you on this achievement. Uh, but, Gabrielle, could you share your greatest takeaway so far in serving in your role as Pennsylvania Dairy Princess? Yes, as Kat- Katarina said, uh, this year has been quite the whirlwind from start to finish. I'm sure it won't die down anytime soon, but. As soon as I was crowned the Pennsylvania Dairy Princess, I knew that I wanted to be more than just that smiling princess with the sparkly crown on her head. I wanted to really make an impact with my year, not only for the consumers of dairy and 
supporters of dairy, but I also wanted to use my year as almost an internship for myself. So being a dairy princess really means so many things, and my job as a representative on the state level changes every day. One day I could be talking to kids in a classroom or over Zoom, and the next day I could be speaking really technically to professionals in the industry. So my biggest takeaway is really the amount of industry connections that can be made through the Dairy Princess program on the county level and even at the state level because I've learned so many skills that will help me through my professional career in the future, but also it's so beneficial to be able to really connect to people on both sides of the dairy industry, both producers and the consumers as well. And I think that that's something that no matter where you go in life, those communication skills are so crucial to wherever you end up. Wonderful. Thank you, Gabrielle. So next I have a two-part question for each of you. Uh, First, if you could share with our listeners about what excites you the most about the future of agriculture. And then second, I'd love for you to share uh, about your future. You know, where do you see yourself in the future and how will you continue to be an advocate for our industry? So let's have Serena go first on this one. I am most excited about the youth that are coming into the dairy industry and the agricultural industry in general. Um, As a young person, I see so many young children and adolescents excited about the future of our industry and bring with them so many new ideas for ways to promote or ways new technologies of grazing practices or growing practices. And with that in mind, I'm so excited to see the new technologies that can be developed and applied in our individual industry and all of agriculture so that we can produce more food with limited resources um, for generations to come and that we can make sure that we have food security and can feed our growing world. And I see myself um, working somewhere in Extension. Preferably, I would like to work for Penn State Extension as our dairy team My goal is to help dairy farmers find new ways to remain viable with limited resources, and I hope by utilizing um, new technologies that I can help them in that way. So I totally agree with Katerina that seeing all of these young individuals be really passionate about the future of the industry in all sectors of agriculture is just so invigorating because I, myself, am someone who personally did not grow up on the dairy farm. I grew up around them and near them. But seeing people like me also have the same passion for the industry that I do and sharing that same story of you don't have to come from the farm directly to be interested in the industry and be an advocate for the industry is just so exciting. And I think that if we continue this momentum of promotion in all sectors, it's going to be really great to see an acceptance of farming and agriculture, and hopefully we see that throughout the entire United States would be great. And I also think that there's just so much potential technologically that will better protect our farmland for years to come and improve animal welfare, and it's also going to help us fulfill the demands of our growing population and just really build that consumer confidence in the products they're choosing at the grocery stores and just hoping that they make those good choices and are just fully in support of agriculture because if there aren't any farms, there is no food. 
And as far as where I see myself in the future, um, I am currently enrolled at Penn State, and the goal of using my education is to really give back to the community because I would love to start my own farm where I can use my personal facilities to house different projects for kids, like 4-H projects, because I know there are kids like myself who are interested in being part of that show community and the agricultural industry, but they might not have the ability to keep animals at their house. I have a beautiful yard, but I could not put a dairy cow in it. So I would be that person that they could go to and lease my facilities and be able to have that opportunity. Because like I said earlier, a lot of kids don't come from that farm, and they still are such an important part of the industry, and I would love to help them really realize that to the fullest of their potential. And, of course, to keep things realistic, because I know that owning a farm is very, very hard and purchasing a farm is even harder, I would also love to work with a dairy co-op. I think that uh, co-ops are a super important part of the dairy industry, of course, and the farm that I work at ships our milk to Land Lakes. And I would love to be some sort of a communication person that really helps bridge that gap between the farmers and the co-op to bring better representation to the table of our farmers. And I just really want to help co-ops make those really farmer-conscious choices and really keep in mind what is best for our dairy farmers. So as we wrap up today's episode, let's have each of you share your favorite dairy product in honor of June Dairy Month, along with anything else you'd like to tell our listeners. So Gabrielle, we'll have you go first on this one. So I feel like as a Penn State student, I'm obligated to choose ice cream from the creamery as my favorite. I absolutely love cookie dough, and it is the first choice. I always make cookie dough as my choice at the creamery. I highly recommend you stopping there if you have never been. And just to wrap up today, I just want to thank Rachel again for having us on the podcast today. And I just want to thank the dairy farmers for all that they do 24-7, 365 Without the dairy farmers, Kat and I could not be representatives for the industry that we are, and you guys make us so proud to be both county and state representatives for the dairy industry. So thank you. And Katerina. So my favorite ice cream, I preferably like um, Hershey's Moose Tracks. And just to echo what Gabby said, it has been my greatest honor and privilege to serve as your Pennsylvania alternate dairy princess this year and be that spokesperson for agriculture and specifically the dairy industry. We would not be able to do what we do without the hardworking dairy farmers that work in all, all seasons of the year, rain or shine, to produce quality food for the American consumer. And we are just so humbled and grateful to represent such hardworking men and women. So thank you again for having us today, Rachel, and echoing our why and why the dairy industry is important. Well, Gabrielle and Katerina, it's been exciting to hear from young, energetic creators of dairy and agriculture. So congratulations again on your accomplishments this uh, year, and thanks so much for joining me on today's podcast. Yes, thank Thank you you so much for having us. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Listen to other episodes of Field Notes by Ag Choice posted at agchoice.com slash podcast.